Off the Red Army was loud and clear, no wins in 10, and the downward spiral continues. In his own admission, Stephen Glass accepts it's a results-driven business. Is it far too early to sack him? Only time will tell if Dave Cormack can continue with the current malaise that surrounds its management team and players. Ron McLean speaks to Stephen following our latest loss, plus we have more from the Aberdeen women's fixture against Hibs on Sunday. Mal catches up with the star of our 2015-16 campaign, Adam Rooney, and speaks to Dylan Lobbin on his journey to the AFC Development Squad. And we also sat down with Lewis Ferguson to reflect on his first caps for his country. All this, plus the latest news on the AFC Donscast on Tuesday, the 19th of October. Welcome to the AFC Dons cast from the Inverness Reds. It's Graham Mackay here with your weekly Dons news update. Going into this match, it was being seen as a mass win for both teams. Bottom against ninth in the league, an evening kickoff to entice an American TV audience and both sides in desperate need in an upturn of their fortunes. Both sides had a load of wasted efforts as both made it clear how they were in the positions they were. In the opening stages, McCowan, Adam and Paul McMillan all failed to hit the target for the home team. Jack McKenzie, Lewis Ferguson and Ryan Hedges should have done better at the other end. Aberdeen did come close to an opener when Ramirez met a Calvin Ramsey corner with a diving header only for Griffiths to block his effort on the line. But it was Dundee that opened the scoring early in the second half. Hedges tried a through ball that was blocked. Dundee countered with McMullen launching a long ball forward to Griffiths, who beat the offside trap and lashed low past Woods. And shortly after Dundee doubled their advantage, the ball was played into the path of McCowan on the edge of the box and he picked his spot with a fine low finish inside the far post. Aberdeen recovered their position. Mackenzie sent a ball to the far post and Ramirez knocked it back across and over the line from a tight angle. We look rudderless and continue to leak goals at the back, shipping seven in our last three games. It's not a pretty picture and the fixtures only get harder with Hibs, Rangers and Hearts posing a tricky three weeks ahead for the Dons. Stephen, just a, a horrible night all round. Yeah, uh, story of season again. Uh, not good enough at the top end of the pitch, not ruthless enough. Uh, and as a group, not defensively strong enough. Uh, and it's the, same, it's the same old story. There was just that bit of hope, wasn't there, when Christian Ramirez scored and there was plenty of time left at that stage. Uh, and you, I guess you were hoping, we were all hoping, that was going to spark a, a recovery. Yeah, of course. I think Niall did well when he came on as well. Marley did well when he came on. Again, when you when you don't have the base at the, the, the back end of the pitch where you're going to keep clean sheets, are going to be harder to score against. Uh, with limited opportunities, then you give yourself an uphill struggle every week, and that's until that changes, things won't change. You managed to put a, a bit of pressure on Dundee first half. They started pretty well. Then you took control of the game, and 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 there were shots going in on goal. At least at that stage, there was hope at that stage. Yeah, I think uh, first half the the quality of the shots we were getting off were, were decent. We weren't quite catching them, but we were getting into decent areas. 
I didn't feel like they were too big a threat in the first half of delivering some balls in and obviously Charlie's got quality when it drops the edge of the box you think he might produce something but uh, I think they're one clear, clear chance that Duffer shows what he's about but again defensively ourselves is not good enough, it's miles away from being what it should be. Yeah, there's just that fragility, isn't there, about the team at the moment? Uh, yeah. They got one ahead, then then two ahead. And, and from your point of view, the goals come around too easily, don't they? Yeah, very much. I mean, we're, we're in good positions to defend as well. That's the frustrating part. Uh, and again, it's 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 an individual bit and piece, but it's it's difficult for anybody to change that. And until and again, until that changes defensively, that things don't change. So we know it's we know it's a tough struggle just now. But if this becomes rock bottom, it's rock bottom. And then it's important we change it as quick as we can. Does it feel like rock bottom? Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, you're, you're standing here in the pouring rain. You could hear the fans singing. I know what they're singing. I know what they're thinking. Uh, but I know that I back myself, the staff, and that group of players that are in there. Because uh, we're not a million miles away in the league, strangely, still. Uh, I think we're thinking if we win there today, we're sitting nine points off the top. So uh, I think it can change quick. Uh, but if there's a group of players in that dressing room that are well capable of doing it, the staff that are well capable of doing it. Uh, but again, results like tonight don't help. And maybe games against better teams are what you need. It might just spark something. You've got Hearts and Hibs at home uh, and a trip to Ibrox as well. Like, yeah. So th- these are tough games. Yeah, they're tough games. They're, they're always tough games anyway, but uh, they mean a hell of a lot more, obviously, because of the situation we're in at the minute. Uh, a lot of teams picked up points today as well. We never. Uh, so we, we're, we're digging a hole, uh, but there's, there's only one set of people that can get themselves out of it. These interviews are difficult for you because there are loads of questions and it's difficult to come up with answers, isn't it? it it's difficult to come up with answers because it's been the same story every week. Uh, that, that's the thing. I think the frustrating thing is you feel like you're, you're banging the same drum every week. It uh, feels like maybe people think you've got your head buried in the sand a little bit. But again, watching the team, I don't think so. Uh, but it's pretty obvious what needs to change. Let's hope things turn around, Stephen. Thanks. Cheers, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Live audio and video of our next match only on Red TV. Subscribe now for full match day coverage, replays, highlights, and all the goals, exclusive interviews, and behind the scenes content. Sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk. The best of the action only on Red TV. And a quick update for the Aberdeen women. Aberdeen fell to a narrow 1-0 defeat to Hibs in the drizzle at Livingston on Sunday afternoon. Colette Kavanagh's first half strike separated the teams as the home side took all three points. OK, let's catch up with the rest of the games from the weekend then. And Rangers remain a point ahead of Hearts at the top of the Premiership after a 1-0 draw at Ibrox, with Craig Halkett equalising late on after John Lundstrom opened the scoring. Dundee United are up to third spot after beating Hibs 3-0 at Easter Road and Celtic defeated Motherwell 2-0 at Fir Park. Livingston saw off St Johnston 3-0 at McDermott Park and St Mirren beat Ross County 3-2 in Dingwall. Inverness Cali Thistle are now five points clear in the Championship after a 2-0 win over Morton in the Highland Capital. Wraith Rovers are up to second after beating Arbroath 2-1 at Starks Park, while Kilmarnock were held to a 2-0 draw by bottom club Dunfermline at East End Park. Air United beat Queen of the South 2-1 at Somerset Park. 
Queen's Park moved three points clear in League One thanks to a 3-0 victory at Dumbarton as second place Cove Rangers went down 4-2 to bottom club East Fife at Bayview. Airdrie Onions are third following their 3-0 success at Falkirk and Montrose are fourth after thumping Clyde 5-0 at Broadwood. Butterhead moved above Allo Athletic after winning 4-2 at the Indo Drill Stadium. Kelty Hearts now have a six-point lead in League Two after closest challengers Stirling Albion were held to a 1-0 draw by Stranraer at fourth bank. For for Athletic, leapfrog Annan Athletic with a 2-0 win at Station Park to go third in the table. And Albion Rovers beat Elgin City 2-0 in Coatbridge and Stenhouse Muir won 2-0 at Cowdenbeath to leave the Blue Brazil three points adrift at the bottom. Missed out on our big news? This is the streaming TV from Sky. isn't just a pretty face. Sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You might even say it's pixel perfect. And what's that you hear? Spine tingling 360 Dolby Atmos sound. For those boom shake the room moments. And look, no hands. Just say hello Sky and we'll take care of the rest. Now, if you thought that was cool, then take a look at this. Oh, and one last thing before you go. This is the world's first TV to be certified carbon neutral. This is Skyglass, the streaming TV from Sky. Now that's magic. You can order Skyglass now at sky.com. Right, the week's news then. And Aberdeen and Rangers shared six goals at a sunny but windy Cormac Park on Friday, which saw the visitors take the lead three times, only to be pegged back by a determined Donside, who equalised on each occasion with goals from Yates, Batona and Emsley, the game ending 3 all. Aberdeen reached an agreement last Thursday with Wraith Rovers for Ethan Ross to sign a permanent contract with the Scottish Championship side. Ethan rejected the offer of an extended contract this summer and felt his future lay elsewhere. Aberdeen have agreed a youth compensation deal with Wraith Rovers that includes an upfront fee, a significant sell-on percentage that protects the longer-term interests of AFC should Ethan leave Wraith Rovers in the future. The attacking midfielder was named the AFC Development Player of the Year for the 2018-19 season and made 12 appearances for the first team including two starts. Before joining up with the Scotland squad, Lewis Ferguson sat down with Mal to reflect on his first caps for his country and looking forward to our World Cup qualifier and win against Israel. Lewis, first of all, I must congratulate you on your Scotland achievements, your first Scotland caps. Um, great moment for you. How did you feel the Denmark game, standing inside the pitch, knowing you were getting on? That um, was good. It was also disappointing that we were getting beat at the time, but Denmark top side, one of the one of the best in the world, and it was good to just be in that stadium. That atmosphere was incredible, um, and to watch watch the game um, for the sidelines and you know thinking about being involved. It was just it was a good experience and. To get on the pitch was, was great, although it was only for literally two minutes or three minutes or whatever, but just delighted to 
to play for Scotland and nobody can, can take that away from me now. You see, Denmark was just a couple of minutes of the Austria game, or you had a job to do <laughs> to try to see the game out. I mean, was it pretty nerve-wracking going on in that situation? Um, no, I don't... I rarely get nervous, but I know I had a job to do. It's it's weird. It's a weird one when you go on it. One nil up in such an important game. Um, just the only thing that's running through your mind is don't concede a goal. Um, and I was told to just go on and you know try win fouls, buys by the time, get forward when when we did the chance. It was again. It was only for five or six minutes or whatever. But managed to touch the ball a couple of times, and that was great to get to get that sort of result and be involved. And that was was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, a fantastic result and it sets us up nicely for the, the Israel game which is an absolute huge game now isn't it? It's massive aye. it's one of the, the biggest games since the, the Euros um, it's like a cup final type game need to win it um, to be in with a chance of, of qualifying and everybody in Scotland the players, the fans the the staff, everybody wants to qualify for for major tournaments, so this is a game we go and do it. You've seen earlier, I think we've played Israel ten times the last couple of years, but I think it's not far times. off, is it? I know. But, but, you know, it's the two teams that know each other very well. Yeah, and they're, they're so high, I think they're underrated a bit. Their players are really underrated. Them as a team are underrated. They're a really good side. Um, they, they always come up with good results, and they're really stuffy and hard to break down and hard to beat. And there is not a lot between the two sides, I think. As I say, we've played each other so many times over the past couple of years and you know, there's not much that separates them. It's only a goal here or there that maybe has separated the teams. So it's going to be a, a really tough game, but one that I'm quite confident and, and positive about. When you meet up with the Scotland squad, was it quite daunting? Or, or did you sort of feel quite home? I mean, you obviously know quite a lot of that. Um, nah, I felt all right. I, I know probably half of them. Um, and played against most of them for a few years. So obviously Decky was involved. Newham, um, Turnbull, Newham, good pals with him. Gilmore, Patterson. I knew the boys for playing in the twenty ones, and was good pals with them. And then the rest of them, like I said, I've played against them plenty of times to get to know them and stuff. So it wasn't too daunting, but I enjoyed it, and everybody made me feel really welcome and stuff. So it was good. Because as a young kid growing up and playing football, you know, it was a dream was to play for Scotland. But I mean, can you believe you'd done it at such a young age? Um, yeah, it's everybody's dream, obviously, to go and do that. It was my dream um, to go and play for your country, and I want to continue doing that. I want to have a good international career, so it doesn't stop here. But Natty, to come in uh, to such a good team, I think the team over the past few years, especially the midfield area, has been really strong. And it's been tough to get involved in, so thankfully that um, I'm involved now and I'm in the fold. Hopefully, I can I can try and keep my place there. And by doing that, I just need to need to turn up and do well in training. More Don's news straight after this. I'm standing up to cancer because it's something that's very close to me and to my family. I'm standing up to cancer for my dad, who had stomach cancer and then leukemia. My dad had bladder cancer and it, it came and it went, he had treatment for it and then a few years later it came back and then it just sort of slowly spread everywhere. And standing up to cancer because I don't want any other young family to go through what we went through. I've lost close friends, I've lost 
family members and it's been so, so painful. I remember the moment that she told me when we were stood in our kitchen making Sunday dinner. I'm standing up to cancer for my father. It was about a year after diagnosis that we lost him. My dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer a few years ago. I'm standing up to cancer proudly and in joy for my two friends diagnosed with it this year who are fighting and beating the disease. We want to help change the odds for people diagnosed with cancer so that more people will survive in the future. This disease has taken too many of us and it's time to beat it. So we stand up for them and with them. I'm standing up because I want to be part of the fight to beat it. We have to do something about this and science is the way. Sign up to Stand Up To Cancer at su2c.org.uk to give 40, 30, 20 or £10, text the words 40, 30, 20 or 10 to 70404. You can donate online at channel4.com forward slash SU2C or call 0300 123 100% of your donation goes to Cancer Research UK in support of the SU2C campaign. After being named in the Scotland Under-17 squad alongside his teammates Blessing Oluyemi and Finlay Murray, Dylan Lobbins spoke to Mal on his journey to the AFC development squad alongside former Don Adam Rooney. Well, Dylan, to start with, we'll go back to March 2015. You were the star <laughs> of our season ticket advert. First of all, oh, how old were you when we did it? Do you remember? I was about... 10 or 11, it was one of the two ages, 10 or 11, yeah. Okay. And do you remember much about it? To be honest, I don't remember much of the game, but I do remember the build-up to the game. I remember getting home from school and just seeing heaps of people with cameras just in my face, and it was a bit of a weird feeling, but it felt good. Then I remember a bit of the filming inside my house, like I had a Aberdeen cup and they were like zooming in, I was taking sips of water from it, it was just... It was just a good feeling getting filmed and feeling like a like a star, basically. I remember going into my back garden and they took the cameras and I was just taking a couple of shots and it like kind of imagined myself just on a on a pitch scoring for heaps of fans. It was really good, yeah. Do you remember Adam really waving at you? Yeah, I do actually. That's the only bit I remember. To I don't remember the score or anything, but I just remember it being under the floodlights and Adam Rooney coming out the tunnel and waving at me. I was sitting in the main stand just to the left. And what about your mates in that school? Did they give say much to you about this TV star? I can't even remember, but I just remember my uh, best friend saying like, "How did it feel and everything?" And he was like, "Oh, you must be famous now." And I just I just laughed and I was like, "Yeah, it kind of feels like it." But it was yeah, it was good. Do you remember much about the advert we did back in 2015? I do a little bit. I remember a small bit about Rory. I remember getting drafted in to do all the videos we used to do. But uh, yeah, no, I remember him being in the video, Rory. And then Lisa messaged me to say that he'd got a full-time contract, so it's brilliant to hear. It's great to see the, the kids and supporters coming through and actually going on and, and getting into the football club. And the hard work starts now, especially with Bertie in charge. He'll have his work out on the rubble. What advice would you have to Dylan starting out as a, as a professional player? enjoy it basically enjoy it but just work hard the, the main thing that gets you through and make a career in the game is attitude and you can have all the ability in the world but attitude's the main thing work hard be there to force be in the morning till the last one to leave and to be fair Barry will ensure all the lads have a good attitude and a good um, 
being dedicated to, to trying to make sure they do, do the right things. But no, just enjoy it. But realistically, very few people are going to make it. So you have to make sure you're dedicated and, and don't get sucked into doing things that a couple of others might might enjoy doing and like taking the easy option and, and wanting to get out of there as quick as possible to go and play video games and stuff which a lot of kids want to do these days so if you want to make it as a career and, and actually go on and play for the club then you have to stay dedicated and, and do the right things and you went right through the youth academy so you see young youngsters behind you <laughs> yeah but I mean, you know, obviously your goal was always to, to make it but did you think when you were doing that advert that you'd be playing for that Aberdeen first team one day not really no I was just a little boy and just try to achieve my dream it was just going along the flow to be honest Long to go now. Tickets for an evening with Willie Miller at Eden Court in Inverness on Monday the 1st of November are still on sale. Graham Spears is the host of the evening where there will be plenty of stories, interview and debate with one of the enduring legends of Scottish football. It's two hours of chat with Willie where members of the audience will also be invited to put questions to him. The night kicks off at 7.30pm and you can get your tickets online now for £19 each at edenhashcourt.co.uk. Aberdeen are back in action at Pataudry this Saturday against Hibs. Kickoff is at 3pm. Tickets for the match are on sale now from the Pataudry ticket office. If you can't make it to the game, season ticket holders can watch live coverage of the match on Red TV as part of your season ticket. You can also watch live on pay-per-view or if you're a Red TV international subscriber. Coverage starts at 2.30pm. There are four other games in the Premiership on Saturday, all 3pm kickoffs. It's Celtic at home to St Johnston, Motherwell are away to Dundee United, Dundee are away to Hearts, and Ross County are at home to Livingston. On Sunday, it's a midday kickoff between St Mirren and Rangers. We'll be back to do it all over again next Tuesday following the Hibs match. In between now and then, you can keep up to date with all the latest Dons news on our social media. Just search for us using Inverness Reds or on the website at invernessreds.co.uk. And if you want to air your thoughts on our current predicament, head on over to Dons Talk at donstalk.co.uk. That's it for this week. Till next Tuesday, stand free. That's all for this week. More Aberdeen news next Tuesday evening from 8.